You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. They provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, which... If I am not mistaken, we are like an hour away from the beginning of the XFL. I hope the league makes it. Man, I hope the league makes it. Yep, 2 p.m. today Eastern. Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. Seattle at D.C. Later on today, 5 p.m., Wildcats at Roughnecks. Tomorrow, 2 p.m., Vipers at Guardians. Battlehawks at Renegades. 5 p.m. Sunday. My team plays tomorrow, 2 p.m., Sunday. I'm taking the New York Guardians. Hickey, is your favorite team the New York Guardians? Sure. I mean, I'm not watching the XFL, but if I had to pick a team. Sure, fine. Yes, sure. I'll take the home team. Why? You don't pick the home team in anything else? That's not true. The only team that I don't root for that's the not home team is the Colts. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, My dad's a Colts fan. Oh, really? Okay, I guess that makes sense. Is he from Indiana? No, he's a big Johnny Unitas fan growing up. Oh, damn, of course. Well, your dad's older than I thought he would be. All right, Billy Jack. Yes, Ken. Who's your favorite team? Uh, If I knew them. You got eight to choose from. It's not a big selection. Go ahead. I guess the New York team. I'm a diehard New Man, York you guys, fan. You guys ain't no fun at all. Judas Priest, I can't believe I picked the New York team. I really should have thought that out. Yeah, you should have. I already made my choice earlier this week. What's so on- wrong with going with a hometown team, by the way? It's just it isn't had any fun. I want to be able to fight you guys on things, but if we're all pulling for the Guardians over here, it's not as much fun. Which I did not realize there are there are um, odds for this. The Guardians are like at the bottom right now. Well, yeah, Matt McGloin. I mean, my guy, Matt McGloin, but Matt McGloin is quarterback. So. My guy, Matt McGloin. He's a Penn what State a guy. sentence. What a sentence. So you don't have to claim every Penn State player. I went to Akron. Well, I guess I have to claim every Akron player because there's not too many. If an Akron quarterback was the quarterback of the Cleveland team, you would, I'm sure, take the Cleveland team as the one you'd root for. Yes. Yes, I would. So you're literally criticizing me, Billy, and Piano for the exact logic and reasoning that you would use. Yeah, because it's not as much fun. It's not as much fun. See, if I were to take Cleveland, then we would have a natural argument between Cleveland and the New York Guardians. I don't know what we call the Cleveland team. We'd call them like the Freighters, maybe the Lakers. Well, you already got a Lakers, so you can't do that one. Guardians is a name that people bring up to change the baseball team's name, but you guys already have that. Thanks for Bogart and that, even though I'm technically a Guardians fan. Uh, I am a Guardians fan. I've decided to be a Guardians fan. Uh, The Tampa Bay Vipers do nothing for me. Wildcats are nothing. Roughnecks have a great logo. That logo is excellent, obviously, because it reminds you of the old one. Battlehawks are fun. Renegades seem to be a lot of fun. You got Bob Stoops there. Dragons and Defenders are meh to me. But we did on our show put together our fight songs. We have I'm a Guardians fan. My buddy Kenny is a Renegades fan. And because I wanted to embarrass myself and I was willing to embarrass myself, Hickey, have you heard me sing my song? No, but I would love to. All right. Billy Jack, you know how much I get after you, right? Yes, I do. Billy, yeah, I don't yeah. want you. We're going to play my song, and I don't want you to hold back, okay? Okay. 
All right. So we made fight songs. We wrote fight songs. Without further ado, my ode to the, my ode. Yes, ode to the New York Guardians. From Bull's House on Chiefs Head Bay <laughs> to the swamps of Jersey, on comes a new pride of NYC, the Guardians. We're no longer hit men because that's not PC. No. We'll get that first and ten, and if not, we'll suck Rex Ryan's wife's feet. Adam Gase's eyes, Le'Veon Bell's weed. At least we promise to you. We'll get arrested less than LT. Our fight will be so tough. You'll shout, holy moly. Hey, at least we aren't the Knicks. Leave the gun and take the cannoli. <laughs> okay. Scale of one to ten. Billy, go. Zero. Okay, tell me why. Well, first of all, you can't hit a note to save your life. Well, you know what? The thing is, he didn't turn it up loud enough in my headphones. So you're blaming me for that? No. Just saying. Continue. Uh, okay, so you can't hit a note to save your life. Yeah. And you're not a real New Yorker, so I can't take you seriously. What do you mean I'm not a real New Yorker and you can't take me seriously? Well, I mean, you're from Cleveland, Ken. Yeah, but I don't have a team. So what am I supposed to root for? I I mean, the team that's closest to you. I knew you suck. Hickey. I'm going to say a six, and I'll actually wow, give you... Wow, you gave me a six! I'll give you credit, because I feel like you not being a New Yorker is impressive, like the the uh, references you're able to use. I liked it. I actually thought it was Thank more you. impressive using your New York knowledge not being from New York. So if we if we do the average, you got a three, which ain't that terrible. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, uh, when you hear the next one, it's going to be bad. But not bad. I'll take it. Billy Jack's just doing it because Billy Jack wants to be mean. I, I, I yeah, just yeah, 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 you do. I just, it's out of love. Shut up. You know that's not out of love. You, you would I, you try to help me do better? Would you actually try to help me be better at this? If if I could sing, sure. <sighs> okay, fine. Now oh Tracy says I got a ten. Thank you very much. I thought the lyrics were passionate. And I will admit, I was more on beat when I did it at home like eighteen times and then I didn't practice it at all yesterday morning before I sang it. So I was coming in. I was coming in. Yeah, it's it, okay. It's bad. Okay, it's a bad song. I, I sang poorly. I'm not a good singer. Maybe a better singer could sing the lyrics better. Is that is is that maybe where I can meet you halfway on that, Billy Jack? Of course. Okay. Of course. Thank you. Like if I were to have Lizzo sing it, would it be better? Like I think if you were somewhat in tune, it would yeah. be it would be really good. Yeah, I'll admit that I was I was out of sync and I sucked. So how about this? Is the song good? I'm just terrible at singing. Well, how about this? What were you trying to go for something funny here? 
Well, I don't think I'm being very serious when I'm talking about Le'Veon Bill's weed, Bill's weed and, and, and sucking uh, Rex Ryan's wife's feet. I don't know if that's necessarily something that's going to be timeless. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do get what you're saying. I, I, okay. don't, I don't think that that could be taken in a serious matter. All right. Do I play kids? Kids was really good. Can I play kids for you here, Hickey? Yeah, do it. But Billy, just tell Tracy that that Billy, probably going to Well, Tracy. Oh, Tracy's going to hate this, or she's going to hate that she gave me a ten because this is going to blow mine out of the water. Billy, are you ready to be blown away? Uh, please, he did this yeah. live. He did this live. I was shocked. This is Dallas Renegades fan Kenny Kidd, who in Cleveland you can hear him tonight on ninety eight five NCX Cleveland's Classic Rock. They're taking on the Battle Hawks on Sunday. Here is his ode to the Dallas Renegades. Hit it. We scream and shout, look the about, we are the renegades, just as you fear, this is our year, we're drinking beer, we are the renegades, we're raising hell, we rebel yell, you hear us yell, we are the renegades, cause when we fight, you might not like the sight of these damn renegades, we will not rest, More. we are the best, and we're in best, we are the we are insane. Outlaws again. Let Reno Reigns. We are the Renegades. We have the stroke. We like the smoke. Y'all can choke. These Renegades. Because when we fight, you might not like the sight of these damn Renegades. The sight of these damn Renegades. How good was that? That is a 10. Billy. Do not even try to say that wasn't a good song. I actually think that was an 11. That was so good. That I makes am... you want to be a Dallas Renegades fan. Oh, my God. Does it? Like, the song itself. Like, okay, Fly Eagles Fly is a catchy tune. Hail to the Redskins is a pretty good song. Bear Down, Chicago Bears, you're pretty good. I think Fly Eagles Fly is really, really good. I got to admit, I think that's a fun one. Maybe the electric company gets it. Well, they turn up the juice, even though it's a reference to OJ. Like, there are fun songs out there. That is fun. They should use that. How good is that, Billy? How good is that, Hickey? Boy, uh, Like I said, it was, Billy said 11. I'll go with a 10.5. That is, that, it's, it's, it's better than Spinal Tap. I'll tell you right now, that was the cat's ass. You know, I will, I will say something, Ken. What? I think that it has a really good, um, it sounds like a very Irish drinking song. What? What? It sounds like an Irish drinking Irish song. Drink- okay, I can see that. I can see a little bit of that. Like that. It's got a little bit of that in it. That might be one of the influences. I say that is. Like, it was so, it was so Renegades, was it not? Like, if you were thinking of a Renegades song, like kids singing that, and you could see like a guy riding it on a horse. And he's got a hat, basically like the Texas Tech thing warmed over and like riding into the stadium. And there you go. How good is that song? I was so proud he sang that song. He should play that tonight on his all request show. That is so good. Does that change your guys' opinion at all about being Guardians fans? You have until 2 o'clock to change your ideas. A two bit that weren't the Boston Guardians. Oh, that's a good point. 855 cbs if you're going to be an XFL fan, who's going to be your favorite team and tell me why? Also, the five most disappointing seasons, the five most satisfying seasons, and 
five burning questions. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you. Also, we have the five most satisfying, the five most disappointing seasons, and Tom Brady. I don't give a damn if you have a problem with him appearing in a Super Bowl commercial. That's all coming up. Right now, it's five burning questions. Hickey. All right, Ken. We're going to bring the heat here. Lay it on me. So we'll start with number one. Former Houston Astros manager A.J. Hinch sat down at MLB Network last night to discuss the 2017 Astros season and his thoughts of what went down with the cheating. Hinch said he, that he wishes he would have stopped or put a stop to the cheating and admits that his team was in the wrong. He also went on to say that. <laughs> I wish I would have stopped, even though I never did. He also said that the If 27- he still had a job, if he still had real quick, if he still had a job, would he wish they would have stopped? I'm willing to bet no. I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. He also went on to say that he, uh, the team now allowed that the 2017 World Series uh, title to be questioned with their actions. After that, the Wall Street Journal reported that the cheating was a front office-led operation. So has this latest report changed the way you view the punishments handed down by Major League Baseball? A little bit. I want to know. I want to know if it was that guy who got pictured taking photographs from right next to the dugout in Cleveland. I want to know if it's that guy. Because that was a guy who was a catalyst, and the Astros were like, nah, no big deal. Don't you worry about any of this. I want to know if that was the former intern who's now a front office guy who did it. Because there's a famous picture that was taken right out, right outside during the postseason outside of the Indians' dugout of a guy. He's standing there in broad daylight filming, taking pictures of whatever's going on. It was unbelievable. And they were, they were like, no, no big deal. So people in Cleveland were onto this for a while. I'm sure people in other cities were onto this for a while, too. It's not like this has been maybe one of the worst-kept secrets in sports. Uh, for Hinch, and I know this doesn't answer the question because you were thinking, well, is, it, is, is the punishment enough? I still don't think you should be taking away championships because I think you open up a very greasy door between the owners. I don't think you want them because I don't think you want people snooping around your owner and your favorite team. So I think that maybe there should be more. I think players should have been really in trouble for this. Like was it was it Dallas Braden? No, it wasn't Dallas Braden. Was it Dallas, uh, Keuchel. Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel? Thank you. Dallas Keuchel said, oh, he didn't do it every game. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, David Berkowitz didn't murder someone every day. <laughs> Stop. Silly. Uh, yeah, I think there should have been a little bit more punishment. I don't think they should be taking away championships. But I think there should have been a little bit more. I also, for A.J. Hinch... You're going to hate this, Hickey. I think this is a brilliant move by him. Brilliant. We love, we love to let people apologize and, and tell people it's okay. We love to forgive. We love doing that in this country. And A.J. Hinch going, I really regret it. Yeah, you regret it because you got caught. But we love it when you apologize. We love forgiving him. This is his first step towards being a manager again. Like next year. Why would I hate that? Because people hate the people hate the Astros, and they don't want to admit that their team tries to cheat too. I just think the Astros got caught, but I think plenty of teams cheat in professional sports all the time. And it's not a defense of the Astros. I'm not defending what they did. What they did was silly. When you when you're bringing in possible buzzers on shoulders and stuff like that, it's like you're trying too hard just to cheat. It's stupid. So I don't defend them at all. And again, I think that there should be a more severe punishment for for the other ones involved, for players even. I think there should be a more severe punishment. But this is his first step towards being a manager again. And again, maybe even next year. You could see him landing right with the Mets, couldn't you? I, Tell I, me you I would take him. Uh-huh. Take him. Uh-huh. Well, that's another question there. All right, Hickey, hit me with number two, baby. Well, stick in Houston as the Rockets are fully embracing their three-point shooting identity 
as they traded away center Clint Capella in a four-team, 12-player trade the other day that saw them net Robert Covington from the Timberwolves. Now on Thursday, the Rockets played their first game with this new small ball lineup that featured P.J. Tucker, who's just 6'5 at the center position as they defeated the Lakers. Now going back to last week, last Friday, the Rockets came the first team not to play anyone above 6'6 since the (laughs) 1962-1963 Knicks. So you buying the small ball lineup that the Rockets are rolling out could lead them to be dangerous in the playoffs. Oh, dangerous, yeah. But in terms of actually winning something, they're in a win-or-go-home scenario. That ownership is not going to stand for anything else. I don't think that they're a sincere threat to win an an NBA championship. Their defense is always going to be suspect, and now it's even more suspect. Uh, But they're in a win-or-go-home scenario, especially D'Antoni is done at at the end of this year. Like They stopped negotiating the contract. So you can see him, maybe even Maury, both of them could be gone. Now, I think Maury's in a strong spot, but especially with the China thing, who knows? Uh, I, I, they're in a win-or-nothing scenario. So if they were the Memphis Grizzlies or one of the other teams, like U- Utah. Utah would be just happy to make some noise and, and, and push further into the postseason. Houston's in a win-it-all or let's-wreck-this-thing scenario. They're almost like Bud Adams in that spot. So I'll say no. I don't In, in sincerity for what they're trying to do, I say no. Next. Could a potential work stoppage be coming to the NFL? The NFL Players Association met for over eight hours on Thursday in Los Angeles as the new CBA proposed by the owners would allow for the regular season to be expanded from 16 games to 17 in exchange for a few different variations, including less practice time during training camp, Mm -hmm. relaxed drug policy punishments, and an increase in the amount of revenue given to the players. Now, both sides are hoping to reach an agreement by the start of the new year, which is March 18th. NFLPA President DeMarie Smith was already warned the players to prepare for a possible work stoppage with the current CBA set to expire in March of 2021. So do you think we could legitimately see a work stoppage in the NFL? I think we could see a work stoppage that won't affect games. I think we could see a work stoppage where guys don't go to OTAs or camp. I think that that would be the potential of a work stoppage. But anything further than that, I, I have a strong, strong disbelief. You can warn players to keep their checks all that you want. You remember the last time this happened a handful of years ago? It got very ugly. We heard about guys taking out very high-rate interest loans, uh, bar- trying to borrow money from teammates. The haves and the have-nots in the NFL, people think they're all rich. It- it's different because you have practice squad guys and guys who are young, and they just spend money on incredibly stupid things. And I've always said that, yeah, if I were 23 years old, I remember we, we spent a night one time. People were calling up. They were angry that... For whatever reason, there was a there was a group of people who seemed to be angry that Joe Hayden had six cars. And I said, if I were twenty three years old, and I had money, I would probably also have six cars. Twenty year olds don't make sound financial decisions, so you give them even a little bit of money. And for us, like that's a lot of money, but they go through it real quick. So twenty three year old Ken Carmen and thirty three year old Ken Carmen are a completely different scenario. And those guys, they just don't believe that tomorrow will ever come. And so, for that reason, I don't believe them. The NBA, you already make a lot of a lot of money. You can take some time off. And the and and Major League Baseball, there are guys who certainly make a lot of money. There's also a lot of have-nots in baseball we don't like to recognize. But there's a lot of guys who do make a lot of money, and they can sit out for a while. In the NFL, there's a lot of guys who have already spent it, and they need it. They need those game checks, and it becomes a desperate spot. And all this ends ugly. I don't think there would be a sincere. I'd be very surprised if it actually went into regular season football. Next. All right, so the NBA trade deadline came and went with some important pieces moving teams. 
Some of those big moves included Andre Iguodala going to the Heat, the Warriors trading D'Angelo Russell to the, Minnesota, uh, to the Timberwolves for a package that included Andrew Wiggins, Marcus Morris was traded to the Clippers, and Andre Drummond was traded to your Cavs. So which team made the best and worst trade deadline move? All right, which one was this again? Read these again. Judas Priest. Well, some of them included. I mean, not just all of them, but some included yeah, the big yeah. ones. Andre Godala going to the Heat. Warriors trading D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota for uh, Andrew Wiggins. No. Marcus Morris going to the Clippers. Maybe. Andre Drummond going to your Cavs. So no. All, you know, some all smaller moves as well. So, uh, I would say either Marcus Morris. I like him. He'll provide something for them. I really like Andre Iguodala to Miami. That is a sneaky basketball team. I got to give Pat Riley credit, and I don't want to. He is a. Anytime he sees an open window, he's going to jump right through it. And and they are well coached still. He's proven to be a good coach. And they have never tanked it. And I think that they got what it takes to. I don't think they can beat Milwaukee. I think they can be a contender. And I think he's exactly the type of veteran they need. He's 36. He'll get himself in shape here. I think he's the exact type of veteran they need that's going to help out that franchise, do a lot of good work. I really think the best move is a move you didn't mention anything. Toronto really didn't do anything. They have such good chemistry right now. That is a that is a team that's another one of those try-hard teams, and they just won an NBA Finals, for crying out loud. But they lost Kawhi Leonard, and they're playing so tough, and they look so good, and they have such a great chemistry where I don't think that they want to mess with that. They want those guys to work well with Nick Nurse. And I think their non-action might be the very best action out of this because it, it's easy to look at, at Milwaukee and see 43, at the time 43-7 and seven and go, we got to do something. These are not the same bucks. And they were just like, nope, we won four straight against them last year. We'll see what they do. We are not afraid of that basketball team. We're going we're gonna to keep what we have. Next. All right, we'll finish up with this. You talked about it earlier in the show, and we just heard the fight songs, but the XFL kicks off their second stint of springtime football later on today. Now, their big distinction this time around, though, are that their rules are catered to fixing some rules and stoppages that fans hate seeing in the NFL. A few examples include no extra points after touchdowns, overtime mirroring a soccer or NHL-style shootout, the game is quicker uh, with quicker game and play cocks, a centralized replay system that reviews every play, and they are allowing TV broadcasts access to their headset communication between coaches and players in real time, which sets out the broadcasters to lay out the play before it even happens. So these new rules intrigue you to watch in the XFL more. Uh, the last one, no. I don't like no, I don't like knowing too much. I don't want to know too much. I think it is kind of cool to be kept in the dark a little bit as a fan. You might disagree, but I think that that's, that's one of the things that make it kind of cool. To, to, to watch a game plan develop, to hear the broadcasters do that is like Tony Romo who knows his stuff people go after him for that I think it's kind of fun that he doesn't know necessarily what's going on but he can call it out and and, and predict it right he doesn't need to hear the game plan I don't like that much 25 second clocks that's fun that might work out well so what are they going to do instead extra it's just six points and away you go so no you get your choice from the two five or ten yard line to go for like a two-point conversion oh, that part i like and it's that like part i really like one point for the two yard line two points for the five yard line three points for the ten yard line that i think is a cool prospect i think that's really cool i think i'd like to do that so yeah some of them i like and the other ones it's like ah, i don't need to hear everything between the players and the coaches i don't need to hear all that is that it that's five that's good. What were you, were you just trying to get through it? Is that what you're trying to do there, Hick? No. 
Damn it. No, I just try to lay it down do and then well. let you run with it. That's why you're so great at the segment. You right. take it and run. Thank you very much. Damn right. Everything about what I do is great. Everything. Except for how I father children. I'm a very bad dad. Uh, coming up next, we'll try to get more of your calls. And Tom Brady crossed a huge bridge in his life last week. Plus, we'll try to do the five most disappointing and five most satisfying seasons. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. That's... The CBS Sports Radio toll-free line. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. It's brought to you by the fine folks at GEICO. They know, man, whether you're rent or own, GEICO. They make it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard. So get a quote today at GEICO.com. It's easy. Also, tonight, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Air Force Falcons look to defend home court against the undefeated San Diego. Wow, San Diego State's undefeated? Holy cannoli. San Diego State, they're undefeated. The Aztecs take it on the Falcons. Watch it tonight. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. And on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports. That threw me off. I didn't realize San Diego was undefeated. San Diego State was undefeated. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm going to get this call in, and then on we go. Aaron, he's in Arizona. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go! Ken, love the division realignment stuff. Love the later start date for baseball. Thank you. Need to cut the season by 30 games. Realign those games. Double headers on the weekends. Why is that? Because weekends are for sports. 90% of Americans work during the week. Make the weekend baseball weekend. I just find it hard, Aaron, to tell the owners, and I'm getting a reverb, so i got to let you go. Thank you very much for the call. I find it very hard to get the owners to, to, to go down on games. They've added games before, and I think you could lose games. I think that's fine. We've done it in baseball before and extrapolated it out. I, I don't I don't mind the games. If you want to lower the amount of games, reduce games, I, I think you can. I, I think it's really silly and honestly stupid to start baseball in late March where half the country is still covered in snow. I, I don't like that. It's, the, it's supposed to be the beginning of spring. What, base, what makes baseball great is that it's supposed to be the beginning of spring, the beginning of summer, you think about fun, you think about family, you think about you, you be late nights by the lake and late nights out at the ball game. Nice sunny days on the weekend out of the ball game. I don't think of 31 and coffee and mittens. No one wants to do that. Not even for opening day, a lot of people don't want to do that. Opening day is a different thing because it's technically a holiday in sports. But when it's when you're frozen over and it's cold and it's nasty and we're going... Well, is it going to be good weather? Is it not going to be good weather? Should we even go to the game? That sucks. And and indoors, please. I'd rather just get rid of the sport than play baseball indoors. Baseball's not meant to be played indoors. You're not. You're supposed to do office work indoors. Maybe basketball is supposed to be played indoors. Wrestling's supposed to be done indoors. Office work, other things are meant to be done indoors. Baseball is supposed to be out. It's called a park. You're out there. You're in the elements. The elements are supposed to be nice. Just sucks to start baseball that soon. And half the games don't even get played. Half the games get postponed. That part sucks. And you always have to take that weird day off in between. So you wait for baseball to come around. You have that. You have your opening day. And then you have to take a day off because the next day is always there in case you can't get the first one in because of the snow. So I don't know if I want to take away 30 games or 60 games or whatever it is. I've heard radical ideas. Make it a 100-game schedule. You know who you are. Yeah. Fine, especially now because a lot of teams are tanking. You know who you are. 
But if I go back to this real quick, my I have a five-point plan to make baseball better. Not fix it, to make it better. One of that would be to expand the playoffs, which not a lot of people like, but I think you give more teams a chance to be in it. That means that they're going to be buyers. And I'm not talking about just L.A. and Boston. Well, not Boston anymore. L.A., New York, and Chicago. Not just those, but the teams that might have a chance. They're more apt to buy in. Maybe they're more apt to spend on their own talent because they have a better chance to get into the postseason. People watch postseason baseball for the same reasons they say they hate regular season baseball. think expanding the playoffs makes sense. I think realigning the divisions makes sense. Make it more of an NFL-style alignment. I want to see... But I think I can improve on that because I want to see teams in the cities play each other a bunch and go for divisions. I think it would be one of the coolest things in the world if the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs were playing for a Central Division, Northern Division crown, whatever it is. I think that would be really cool. Same in New York, same in L.A. I'm from Cleveland. I got nothing against the people in Minnesota. I got nothing against the Minnesota Twins. Joe Nathan seems like a pretty likable guy while he was playing there. And the guys that they have now, they're pretty good guys. Ron Gardenhire was a good manager. Tom Kelly was a good man. I got nothing against them. Little Big League was a good movie. I got nothing against Kansas City, Missouri. But as a sports fan, got plenty against Pittsburgh. Got plenty against Cincinnati. I even got plenty against Detroit. That's a nice little fun rivalry between the Tigers and the Indians. So just where I'm from, it, it makes more sense. Chicago? got nothing against Chicago. I think you make White Sox fans buy in that much more when you play that team up north a little bit more. I think it makes it more fun. Milwaukee put them in that division. You got a lot of familiarity there. The St. Louis Cubs thing, maybe you put St. Louis in there. Maybe you put the Royals in there. Just go right down the line. Boom, there you go. Big rivalries, fist fights all the time. I'm willing to sit out a year because of a because of a strike to have a hard salary cap and a hard salary floor. Make teams spend, but cap it off. I think that might be better for the fan bases. I believe in it a little bit more. In the NFL, what makes the NFL fun is that guys who are drafted, if they're really good, you, you have a tendency to believe that that guy will be on your football team until he's no longer useful. Can't say that in the NBA. Can't say that in Major League Baseball. I think it hurts him. I think those ideas can help baseball. I don't think baseball is broken. I don't think it needs quote-unquote fixed. But I would do all that. Also, DH for all or DH for none. Not this half-and-half half garbage. I think that's ridiculous. 855-212-4CBS. Tom Brady crossed a huge bridge in his life last week. We were so focused, though, on our own hot takes, we didn't see the perspective of it. I'm going to go after D.A. in this clip. I don't mean to go after D.A. because plenty of others had it, but this is the one we can play, and I admire D.A. in his show. This is Damon Amendolara with his little buddy, Merez. Earlier this week on it, go. He's been in nine of these. He knows what the Friday before the Super Bowl is. He knows what the conversation should be. It should be about the teams. He's been in nine of them. And he agreed to a deal that once again made it about him on Super Bowl Sunday. Sorry, didn't see a Peyton Manning ad last night. Did anybody see an Aaron Rodgers ad? Didn't see that. You know, ultimately, it goes to show you that Tom Brady is going to have an uncomfortable post-playing career because he can't shake the need to be seen. And that's what this says. He didn't need attention. He certainly doesn't need the money. And he took both of them. The limelight's going to be away from Tom, and he's not going to know what to do. He's no longer going to be relevant, and he is not going to know what to do. Of all the years to not need the attention, 
He's coming off three straight Super Bowl appearances and four out of the last five years. And we'll have an offseason of major scrutiny of where he's going to go and what he's going to decide. And he doubled down on the intention. Of all the years he didn't need to draw attention to himself, this was the one. Because just by virtue of his contract, there's going to be attention. He took the money and he posted the shot. He can't help himself. And it's going to end poorly. If there's one guy who can, it's Tom Brady. It's not that I disagree with most of this. I disagree with all of it. This isn't high school football. This isn't college football. This isn't basketball. It's not baseball. It's the NFL. Tom Brady knows more than anybody else. It's win or die. That's it. There's nobody, nobody in this generation who approaches the legendary status of Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been, at that same time, a pretty good soldier for the New England Patriots. Yeah, I know he's been at the center of some controversy here and there. And they moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo for him. But he's also been to this nine times, just like D.A. says, he's won six of them. If you have a problem with him, go be better than him. Someday we'll do this for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes should be there a bunch. He's great. He has what it takes to be maybe the best to ever do it. That's not hyperbole. Hyperbole, that's the truth. Look at what he plays with. Look at what he does. There was a passing of the torch because Tom Brady showed up at the beginning of the game and Patrick Mahomes was there at the end. And I just don't have a problem in professional football where Tom Brady, who has taken pay cuts at times, has structured his has structured his salary, his contract to fit what the New England Patriots are doing. I don't blame Tom Brady for having a little bit of NBA in him. I don't believe I don't blame Tom Brady for having a little bit of me in him and a little bit of LeBron in him. The NBA suckles at the teat of LeBron James and continues to do so, and it looks like we'll continue to do so until Zion Williamson gets himself into real shape and starts to dominate, and then LeBron can go away. And guess what? LeBron will still want attention. LeBron will still want that because it still improves his brand. Tom Brady, for the first time ever, has suitors. He has people who want him still at 43 years old. It's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice feeling Tom Brady gets to have. Half these quarterbacks, no one wants to give them a job whatsoever. They're also rans. They're garbage. Tom Brady's the greatest ever, and at 43 years old, there's plenty of teams out there that would rather have a broken-ass, beat-down Tom Brady than their perfectly healthy garbage that they have at the position right now. The best thing about pro football is that to the victor go the spoils. They're the very best. I want to bring it together with this clip I have. Jordan Dejani was on with us just about an hour ago. I asked him about a satisfying season. He said this about the 49ers. Go! How about the San Francisco 49ers? Because this is a team that went 4-12 and last year, and Jimmy Garoppolo, in his first ever full season as a starter, took them to the Super Bowl. Everyone's mad about his performance in the big game. Well, the thing is, he was just making his third-ever postseason start, for God's sake. I know he's got two rings, but this is basically one of his first-ever postseason games. I think Garoppolo is going to end up being a good quarterback for this franchise. They had a great year, just like the Cowboys. They have talent up and down the roster, one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. So as soon as we get farther away from what happened last Sunday, I think that 49ers fans are going to admit that this is a team on the rise and that this campaign was a successful one. That's Jordan Najani. Follow him on Twitter at Jordan Najani CBS Sports. Love the reasoning. Hate the reason. It's end-all, be-all. It's about winning. The team that loses the Super Bowl, I can't say good job, good effort. You lost the Super Bowl. 
Maybe later on I might find some sort of thought and say, okay, you know, Steve Tasker still wears his AFC championship rings. Maybe I can look at it and go, man, you guys did something great there. It was a great memory. Maybe they become a really good football team, but they never get over the hump. Maybe then we can do that. It's always a sliding scale. But when I'm looking at Tom Brady and I'm thinking, Tom Brady wants more attention. This isn't Antonio Brown who's accomplished nothing in the terms of championships. It's not Antonio Brown that's accomplished really nothing in the terms of what the NBA NFL greats are. This is Tom Brady. This guy has six of them. This guy's been to nine of these things. He's part of what makes the NFL wonderful. And if he wants to take Hulu's money and Hulu wants to invest wisely in him, then Hulu has every right to do so. I look at every one of these other people that Hulu has employed to get out live sports. They had Baker Mayfield before. A little bit different when they have Tom Brady. You want to use the all-time legend? The all-time legend wants to say yes? Then use the all-time legend. Because when I hear about, well, he wanted to make it about himself, it's still amazing, and it must be great to be Tom Brady, that at 43 years old, there's nobody who feels sorry for you. There's nobody who says, oh, the great one goes off into the sunset. Oh, we will miss him so much. We love him so much the way we did with Peyton Manning, the way we just wanted to hold Peyton Manning in our bosoms and and, and, and hug him and tell him that everything was going to be great. Know that at 43 years old, people still can't stand you. They still think you're the worst type of person ever because they're jealous. They're jealous of the winning. They're jealous of the success. They're jealous of you having the wife. They're jealous of the contract. They're jealous because at 43 years old, you're still getting great big ads and you're still a person we talk about around the Super Bowl and that you're going to get another contract either with the Patriots or somebody else and we're still going to talk about you. People talk about the greats and hate the greats and it's up to you to suck it up and change it. That's for the 49ers. That's for the Chiefs. That's for everybody. I'm Ken Carmen. You guys have a wonderful week, my friends. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.